Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And on these Friday episodes of our podcast, we cook through recipes in real time. I ask you who else actually would dare to cook through something. So here we go. So today we are doing a recipe from our book, The Great Big Pressure Cooker Book. But Mark's adapted it a bit. He's changed it. He actually made it a little better than my original. Well, he made this for dinner for me two weeks ago. And I said, okay, that's so good. I want you to make it for the podcast because we have to share this recipe. So what it is, 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 is red lentils, white beans, and tomatoes stewed up in the pressure cooker. This is a vegetarian dish. Now, I want to confess right up front that we're not vegetarians, and I used chicken broth the first time. But we're going to use vegetable broth today. And if you use vegetable broth, it's going to be vegetarian. If you leave, in fact, if you leave off my garnish, which you'll hear is sour cream, this can even be a vegan. And you can even get vegan sour cream. Oh, I suppose that's right. Don't they make like tofu-y sour cream Yes, basically it's like, you know, emulsified tofu fat. Oh. Yum. So um, so I'm going to cook through this thing, and we're going to show you how to do this in a pressure cooker, and we're going to show you how to do it both in a stovetop pressure cooker, the old kind that we all know and love, and in the new models, the electric pressure and cooker. And Mark is using the electric today. He's using a Fagor, the new Fagor <laughs> Lux. Most Americans say Fagor, but so it is So he's using the Fagor Lux, which is like the multi-cooker. It does everything. It does slow cooking, pressure cooking. So. Right. There is a, what I like about these electric pressure cookers is that you can brown right in them. So there's a setting for brown, which Mark has already turned on, so it'll start warming up. And he's going to start, I believe... I'm going to start by mixing my spices together. Okay, you'll keep doing that while this heats up. Yeah, but let me just also say one more comment here before we start. This is a great recipe to do after the holidays, honestly, because it's not terribly filling. You've filled up on all that pie and you've carved out over Thanksgiving. And this is really, this this is a nice, wintry, heavily flavored stew. So here comes And it only takes like 10 minutes. Yeah, in the, in the stovetop. Less in the electric, less yeah. on the stovetop. So here come my spices. You don't have to copy these down. You can look on our website. Uh, bruceandmark.com and you can find the ingredient lists there but for now I'll give it to you it's one and a half tablespoons of sweet paprika sweet not hot paprika and not smoked not smoked paprika regular old Hungarian paprika one half teaspoon caraway seeds one half teaspoon ground cinnamon one half teaspoon salt one half teaspoon ground black pepper and here's the little additions I made from the original recipe in the great big pressure cooker book I put three cardamom pods in this and I put a bay leaf. So I just took those dried spices and I mixed some of the fork in a little bowl. Now, as so delicious as that was, I must take some exception because the one thing Mark does is yell at me all the time that my ingredient lists are too long. Well, so I, made I it cut spices all the time for my original. I made it no, longer. Thank you. Okay, so now this thing is nicely heated, and I'm going to put some olive oil, a couple tablespoons. You yep. don't have to be crazy here. Nope. A couple tablespoons of olive oil, and then I've got. What do I got here? You've got a chopped yellow onion that I chopped for you earlier. Yep. And you have three celery stalks that have been thinly sliced. That's right. And, you know, I find that the that Bruce has thinly sliced, but not super thin in a pressure no, no, cooker. No. You want Pieces. Them, yeah, like, what, a quarter inch maybe these yeah, are or something yeah, yeah. like that? Uh, a quarter inch thick? Cause it's you, a stew and you want something to chew on. I also find that it's better in pressure cookers to leave the onion a little bigger. I mean, this is nicely chopped. It's not in giant pieces, but you know what I mean. They'll melt otherwise. No, and I realize, you know, I, you know, I've been cooking so long now that when I say chopped, I know exactly what I want for a certain recipe. But you know, we had company a few weeks ago, and uh, 
my aunt was helping cook and I asked her to chop an onion and she chopped it so fine. It was really nice technique. If you're listening, Paula, you did a great job on that onion. But it was much finer than I usually chop. So I think people tend, and same thing when we do cooking classes. I find that people tend to want to chop things much finer than yeah. I usually mean. And in, in by and large, unless in a pressure cooker recipe, we say a half inch dice or something really specific, by and large on aromatic vegetables like leeks and celery and carrots and onions, it's it's bigger than you might imagine for the stove. Right. Because, again, these things will melt under pressure. So just to give them a little more texture, you don't have to be crazy with them. So you've cooker. been stirring these onions and celery in this olive yep. oil just for like a minute or so. And they're already starting to wilt and soften. And um, so that's those are good. So now you're going to add your spices to this. And all those spices, all that paprika mixture along with cardamom pods and bay leaves. And that's something that a lot of people probably aren't used to, adding your spices to like the hot fat and onion mixture. People are used to adding their spices after the tomatoes, oh, like if they're right. making a spaghetti sauce. No, no. Well, this has an Arabic quality, even an India, an East Indian quality. And in a lot of those cuisines, you fry the spices and you bring out their flavor and you do that till they're very aromatic. And already, this has been going about 20 seconds and it's very aromatic. I would say, yeah, this is very Otto-Langish, very yeah. Arabic, yep. very Lebanese. So now I'm going to dump in all of this. I've got a 15-ounce can of chickpeas that I've drained and rinsed. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when I rinsed it in the colander, I also put in a 15-ounce can of white beans. So chickpeas, white beans, I put them both in a colander and I've rinsed yep. them Let before we started. Let me just say started. that when you drain a can of chickpeas or beans, a 15-ounce can, you have about... One and two thirds to one and three quarter cups. Yeah, sometimes even one and a half, depending on how it's. It depends on how. Yeah. So, but it's anywhere from one and three, one and two thirds to one and three quarter cups. And then I have a fourteen ounce can of diced tomatoes, and I didn't drain this. This is just going right in the cooker as it stands. The juices in that can are going to be some more liquid for you. Yep. Yep. And I have a cup. Here I'm putting vegetable broth in. I did chicken broth the other night. It depends on your preferences. Chicken broth will make it slightly silkier and richer. Vegetable broth will make it slightly cleaner and brighter. Mm-hmm. You choose. And then this is this is the kicker. A quarter cup of red lentils. Why don't you want to talk oh, about that? Oh, God, I love red lentils. Now, we've talked about not, lentils. Not green lentils. No, no. We've not talked about brown lentils. I'm just going to say it. I'm not letting you talk. Go ahead. <laughs> so... They're the same shape and size as black lentils and green lentils, but they're they're not red red. They're sort of this salmony pink right. color. And what's great about them is they melt into a smooth creaminess, which will give body to the stew that you just won't get from other lentils. So and it's also the color. You don't want to put brown lentils in and cook them oh, no, be, no. it would look disgusting These, this quarter cup of red lentils is actually our major thickener yeah. for this and it's going they're going to melt into the thickening that is this and then i'm going to put two tablespoons of canned tomato paste this is my other thickener so i have my lentils my red lentils and my tomato paste and i'm just going to stir this around until i get that tomato paste to dissolve now mark said canned and there's something you know there's, that wow. wasn't like a redundancy because you could buy tomato paste in tubes too well but the tomato paste in tubes often more often than not says two times concentration so those are thicker than the tomato paste in cans that's so important. we're looking at canned tomato paste and if you're using tomato paste in a tube look to see if it says double the concentration if it is then only use one tablespoon okay that's a really important qualification so all this is ready now i'm going to get the lid on the pressure cooker and i'm putting it on and i'm going to lock it down and now i'm going to turn off my browning function i'm using an electric one again now i'm turning it on pressure cook and I'm going to give it up to 10 minutes in the electric. And on this particular machine, on this Figore, 
After we did that, we actually have to do one more very important thing. We do. We have to hit start. That's right. There are some models like the Instant Pot where you put your time in and you do nothing. It'll start automatically. Right. Um, Let me also say there's one more thing on an electric pot you have to do. And make sure the pressure (laughs) gauge is down and engaged. Set for pressure. You turn it so the little dial says pressure, not steam. Otherwise, you will never build pressure and it will never cook. If you're doing this on a stovetop, now now our little thing's just coming up to pressure. And it's counting up or it's, you know, beeping up to when it's going to get to high pressure. And then it'll count down for 10 minutes. But if you're doing this on a stovetop, you're only going to cook it at high pressure for seven minutes. And what's the difference? Why am I doing that? Because a stovetop pressure cooker cooks at a higher pressure at 15 psi the most of the electrics cook at uh somewhere between 9 10 11 psi along so they take a little longer that's right if you are making this recipe at home i want to make this in an instant pot my recommendation because instant pots cook a little higher pressure and for those who don't have one an instant pot is a brand of pressure cooker it's a brand of electric pressure cooker and if you have an instant pot cook this on the seven minute stovetop direction but the other thing i want you to say and i want bruce to talk about this is because he works a lot with stovetop pressure cookers and what do we mean by high pressure in a stovetop cooker so when you your little dial on the top of your stovetop cooker probably has a setting for high pressure or low pressure or it has a gauge that'll pop up when you hit pressure and it'll show you when you're at high or low. You're going to high, which means you will be at 15 PSI. Once you're there, the most important thing you need to know is you have to turn your flame down, way down. Way. So way down that you think, oh, I might lose pressure. If you do, then turn it back up a little. But you want the, the flame as low as possible while maintaining that high pressure. I Otherwise, so you risk the, you run the risk of burning what's on the bottom of the pot. That's so key i think when people mm-hmm. turn you know their their stovetop pot comes up to pressure and then they see it up at pressure and then they turn the flame down a little bit and it still is yeah. spitting and sputtering away and they think oh i'm there but really it's got to be just that, that edge where one milligrain <laughs> lower and you would lose pressure and that's because the if you have too high a flame hitting the bottom of the pot you will burn what's in there. Okay, this thing is right about to come up Yeah, to it's working on it. So we're going to come back on this one in 10 minutes. We're going to uh, do a quick release, and then we're going to taste it. So this has now gone 10 minutes, and Mark is going to flip that switch from pressure to steam, and we're going to release Here it. Here we go. I should say, too, when you do this, make sure that you don't put your face down. No, don't get a facial under this. No, this is hyper, hyper hot steam. This is not esthetist, nice, (laughs) misty, tinkly music steam. No, this is intense. You can hear how intense it is. It takes sometimes, you know, 30 seconds to a minute for this steam to finish. So, But once the steam is finished, we'll be able to open it. Okay, so we sped through all of that. I edited out a lot of that steam, and now we're opening it. And I'm going to ladle some of this out. Oh, this is wait, delicious. Yeah, wait, 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 yeah, yeah. Let's oh, stir that up first. I'm stirring it. It looks fantastic. Now, it comes into the bowl, and I think it needs sour cream. You don't have to put sour cream on it. If okay. you leave the sour cream off, it's totally vegan, but I think it really is enhanced by the sour right, cream. It's hot. I it's, have to blow this. This I is really... It's, it's, mm, well, the flavor is so <laughs> great. Wow. It's the cinnamon... And the cardamom. Oh, it just works so nice. I know, together. but my lips are burning. Mm. If there's, you notice what there isn't here is there's no heat. 
There's no heat in this dish. There's no there's, spice heat. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's yeah. no capsaicin. I'm, there's two reasons for that. One is that pressure cookers just eat capsaicin out. And, eat, you know, we could put yeah, they cayenne it. in here and it'll be gone by the time mm-hmm. this comes out from under pressure in heat. So if you like something spicier, you can add some Tabasco here at the end. I'm going to add Tabasco here but, at the end. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it needs it. I like it. It's very comforting. And well, you know what else I wish I had? Super hot. I wish I had some crunchy bread because mm. that would be really great to soak um, up all this sauce too. Which the beans, of course, we weren't working with dried beans. No, they were canned. So the beans are tender so and soft. super soft and luxurious. It's funny because Mark and I tend not to like soft food as a rule. But this is so fabulous, which is kind of why I want the crunchy bread with it. So we're talking four servings here. Yep. I think you get four nice servings out of this. And like Bruce said, get some bread. To hear us cook through more recipes, listen to Cooking with Bruce and Mark every Friday. And to hear us take down the biggest culinary myths out there one by one, David's versus the Goliaths, check out the short versions of this podcast every Tuesday.